Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Well, I see you got the memo, Zach, on purple everything this mm-hmm. week. Apparently, yeah. Dave? Yeah. Um, this is silver. We'll let it pass. It's just not... It's close enough. What is silver? Just not pink, so that's what matters. Can't argue against that. You know? Well, technically, if you consider it the red mixed with the blue. Uh, technically, Makes yeah. purple. There you go. And you got the purple light back here, and you can kind of uh, see the purple you know, on your red shoes. mixed with blue. If you want to put the croc on for a second, it's got purple on it. No? All right. No, no just, I'm just going to pass. So, okay. buddy. Good for you, mate. Well, before we get into League's Cup stuff, let's just uh, get into a quick read from our uh, our sponsor. Do you like free money? I know I do. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and way more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Where the game starts. Uh, yeah, same thing as Owen, uh, as always, Owen. <laughs> you still can't bet online, but sorry. Uh, maybe one day. Yeah, tough. We don't make the rules. You just got to follow them. Also, if you were to place parlays, Owen, you'd probably be absolute ass. So we're just saving you money anyway. Um, but if you would have bet on Orlando City to top the group, you would have been rich. Yeah. Mine was probably pretty good on that. I'm not going to lie. After the first performance i have going into just the league's cup group itself we probably weren't the uh the best favorite i guess favorites is a better way to put it i'd say we were probably second in line uh santos probably would have been would have been favored at top and then us and then houston Mm -hmm. but then so the two least favorite i can't i can't think of terms the two that were least favored underdogs least favored to go through technically in the group making making it through yeah so I mean, you never know. It's just CONCACAF at its best at this point. Yep. And here we are, top of the group. U.S. teams are on the rise. That's for sure. watching us. This tournament is tough on Liga Mackey's. Mm-hmm. Like, all American locations. And then you saw the, the news about <clears throat> flights being canceled, delayed, all that kind of stuff through the charter that the competition provided. You know what I mean? Like. Stuff that can't happen. It's a young tournament. Obviously, it's all they're all learning and growing as the games go on. But it's been, it's definitely a tough tournament on them. But it's interesting though because I think their win record is better than uh, MLS teams playing away. If you compare them, the Liga MX teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, fair, but like the way the Mexican fans acted in the U.S. stadiums. There's no way we can allow our teams to go down oh. there to face that kind of shit. I'm not saying that 
they necessarily need to go down there, but they maybe need to rethink the travel and the groups and stuff like that, because you got you got to think about how far it really is when you're traveling from, say, Texas to Charlotte. You know, that's three oh, four so. hours. I mean, even for us, we had that. It was Texas to Florida. Yep. And so, for Houston to go back, and then Santos to go from Texas to Florida. And then we got lucky and played two home matches. Yeah. So, I mean, if we got lucky in this scenario, we probably had the best scenario because we're used to the humidity, used to the heat. Uh, I guess Santos and Houston can be too because they're two similar climates. But Florida it's is else. just different. It really is. Well, especially right after the rain like we saw on Saturday. Like, it just, the humidity was a different level mm-hmm. in that stadium. It always is after it rains like that. But I think this was another level. Like, I think the past two games were the worst two I've ever been at mm. in terms of, like, not being able to breathe. Yeah. I, I think you said it to me, or it may have been Burb, but we were standing over there at the fan reaction. It was like, why do I feel like I've played a full 90? That was I said that after the first uh, the Houston game. Yeah. I was drenched. I was, like, fully submerged in water from just standing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was bad. I know you had it when you came back from, from Europe. Yeah. And then me and Bryce were just in Atlanta to watch Chelsea for two days, and stepping out of the of MCO, stepping out of the air, airport, it's something else. Got to be the most humid place in the world. Oh yeah, Herb literally sent me a TikTok of that earlier yep. today. Like it, it really is different stepping out in Orlando. So yeah, as soon as you get out to that fucking where the cars pick yeah, you up, uh, you're done. The most humid place in the world. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about the Houston match. Yeah, we didn't do a pod last week, so we got a little bit of catching up to do. Uh, it ended up being a one-one draw with I, the only reason we scored is Duncan's passion, uh, and then we ended up being the uh, winners in pens like we always do. So it wasn't the most beautiful match anyone's ever seen. It wasn't the most enjoyable match to watch at all. Um, but we came out with the two points, which is weird to say, but we Huge. did. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all the guys stepping up big time in the pens like they always do. <clears throat> Robin and Antonio always class when they step up to the spot to take in penalty situation. Santos had a phenomenal penalty. I'll give it to Cara, too. He, I was gonna, he I was carried it. Like, I'm, I'm going to give him his flowers. Like, fair play to him for stepping up, taking a pen. I mean, he also, you know, little badge point at the end instead of, you know, uh, the <laughs> hands to the ears. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him his flowers for that. I respect him a little bit more after that. And, yep. you know, going into the, uh, the Santos game when things were looking a bit grim, I was like, you know what, let's bring him on because I trust him to take a pen now. Yeah. No, that's a good shout. It's definitely – he's – you want to say like turning his career around here, but it's just maybe it's that's not the case at this point yet. But maybe he's trying to turn his public image. Yeah, around. that's that's how you win fans back, not by scoring and shushing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doing doing what you're supposed to do, and then showing love to the fans and the, and the club. Like, you know, let's, right. let's keep going if you want. I was gonna say that's all we ask of them. Yeah, the. <clears throat> Possibly the thing that I love most from that match, it was in the pen shootout. As Robin was walking up to take his pen, the whole wall was just chanting his name. 
and then he buries the pen as he always does. And then he points back at the wall and slaps a badge or pulls a badge and kisses it. And it's just like, I, I'm so glad he finally became the captain because the passion that he shows on the pitch, I mean, he's yelling at the ref either way. So for him to be able to yell at the ref with the captain's armband just Maybe works a out little better. Maybe a little bit more leeway. But that man, I hit, like he might have put one foot wrong his whole career here. But other than that, it's just been a class career from him in Orlando. So I just wanted to give Robin his flowers because he deserves it. Yeah, he does. Uh, no, there's no other way to put it. Hundred percent. I mean, I said uh, there's like there's four people I'd run through a brick wall for. It's Pedro, AC, Duncan now, and Robin. Like yeah. those four, I would do anything for. Yeah. I think one of the best images to come out of that game though is Facundo after he put his away mm-hmm. and, and he got the, the arms wall. out or the wall. Like I. I always love those type of pictures, you know, that you could just see the passion of the club mm-hmm. coming through. But yeah, I mean it was that was a good penalty performance from us. It was definitely not one of our our better games. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say it was a good game from us. It was just typical yeah. Florida summer, hot, humidity, scrappy, fucking everybody's tired. <laughs> we felt like we played full ninety, so they had to feel like they played like two hundred and seventy minutes yeah. with the way they were running out there. Um, I uh, brought it up at the beginning. The only reason that we scored is Duncan's passion. I can't really remember another opportunity that we had on goal or towards the goal, except for him just running to the keeper and then picking off the pass yeah. and putting it away. It's, and we saw way more chances against Santos. So was that just like a one-off thing against Houston to where they were both kind of like tactically matched? Or was that something else we need to be worried about? I mean, we got to give Houston the respect that's due to them. They're not a terrible team. They were in a slump of form, but they've been a top team in the West this year. So, I feel like they were the top of the table at one point, or no? It's always uh, I don't think I can say that. They're like really mid-table right now. Mid- oh, I think it's about for our group. No, no, no. no. Um, but they're not, they're not no chump club. So, I think the thing that they do well is they press as a team. And they move, they move well side to side as a team. Everybody knows where everybody's going to be. So that kind of, and the way we build up, you know what I mean? Like when Off you, the ball movement when, you move, when you move left to right well, when we try to pass the ball across the back line to find those spaces, we're not going to find those gaps like mm-hmm. we, we do against teams that press us relentlessly, you know. That was Houston's uh, game plan was get it one-two passes in the middle and then, boom, look for a big switch either way and try to exploit with uh, whichever one of our fullbacks was pressed forward. Whoever, who was their right mid that we were making fun of the whole time because he was wearing orange tights? I know he was wearing orange tights with, like, the black socks underneath. He had a man bun. I think he scored in their game against uh, Santos, actually. He's the one who uh, we fouled in the box to give him their pen. Is it Corey Baird? No, he's 27. 25, Dorsey. Griffin Dorsey. That's what it was. Sorry, he just looks unathletic as shit. I'm just going <laughs> to say that. Um, if he scored against Santos, well done. But the whole first half, they were, I think they were, first half they were attacking. Yeah, the first half they were yeah. attacking our way. Mm-hmm. And the amount of balls over the top that he was receiving was ridiculous. And I, I guess you could say it was the same going the other way. I just remember Griffin Dorsey because... He looks more unathletic than me, and he's on a professional pitch. So, 
I think we defended that well. Um, but I feel like we could have just done more yeah. against that team. I just slumped before him, like you said, with the draw against us and then a draw against Santos. They're now seven without a win. So they got through the group, but they still haven't won a game in seven. Right. Yeah, it's we definitely could have done, done more, but we also saw Santos not having a great game against against them. We saw Kyle Smith not having a great game. And our, That's our, something we need to talk about. And our offense thrives off of them doing what they do best, and that's getting forward and, and putting quality balls into the box. When we can't when we can't do that, yeah, we see these type of performances. Yeah, we'll talk about Kyle Smith real quick. I mean, it's really not on him. I guess it can be because you expect a little bit better from him. But when he's pushed up into an attacking midfielder role, I'm no. sorry, he he is a he can be a great right back on his day, but the man is not meant to be playing in the midfield. Yeah, he's... and when you see him put two passes astray or lose a ball in the midfield once or twice, I, you should realize that. And Poppy brought him out at halftime and brought on Dagger Dan to play that role, but that's what it should be. If you're going to move your right back up into the midfield role, it should be someone that plays in a midfield role or is just more adaptable to it. Not Kyle Smith. Yeah, I think that if Mikey wasn't hurt, we would have seen him come back into the team at this point or by now. You know, the past couple of performances from Kyle have not been great. You know, he does his work defensively, but at the end of the day, he's like you said, he's not a midfielder. He's He doesn't need to be in the attacking third in the midfield at all. Receiving balls at the top of the box that are easy layoff passes and stuff like that, and he's just donkey touching it, losing the ball. It's just like, not it. It's not where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. He needs to be receiving the ball in space on the wing so he can play a ball in all, over the top. And I feel like that's not even a thing that, that Mikey Halliday would necessarily thrive in either. Right? I feel like Mikey's more of a box-to-box uh, right back, if you will. Just get up um, and down the wing. Yeah, well, that, that's where, I mean, me and Kanata both had um, Dan starting against... I did, too. You did? Yeah, Bryce was the only one. I heard. Oh, that's right, because he was the one that missed out on the memo. But if you're going to have someone who pushes up into the midfield, it you have to have someone who's comfortable playing in there, Yep. which I don't think Kyle's comfortable in, and I don't think Mikey would benefit in. So no. I don't know how... We are able to see it, and Oscar's not, unless something's going on in training to where Kyle's doing well but not doing well in games. But it's just weird. At the end of the day, though, you got to perform on Saturdays or Sundays or whenever the fuck your game is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can do all you want during training. Like, I'm sure Car scores 700 goals a year throughout training. But if you don't do it on on the game day, you know what I mean? A bit high, maybe. (laughs) You know, I'm. I'm sure they all pull off some crazy shit during during training. But if you can't pull it off on the pitch, it's not gonna benefit anything. So Kyle also came off at halftime against Santos. He had a six nine against Houston, rating on football, nice. But he had a six one against Santos. I would have said his rating against Houston was worse than his one against Santos. So is there something that I'm missing? It's probably just the way that. Things carry weight, you know what I mean. Like, I uh, didn't win a single duel, aerial or ground. 
So that doesn't help with defender against Santos. Um, uh oh, but it's, Red it's Bulls time again. for oh, garbage. I think yeah. yeah, it's definitely time for us to introduce Dan to the starting lineup and let him get a good you know let's let's let him run sixty five minutes. Let's see what he can do. You know what I mean? I think he's capable of like so much more than that. Like we've said it for a while now. Dan's someone who should be starting at this point. Whether it's in a, an eight role, whether it's in a ten for Mo, he's someone that looks comfortable on the ball, that likes to like he has composure mm. and he can pick out a pass. Why is he not playing? Why is he not getting any like quality minutes yeah. over some of the subs that we usually have in? I know you love yourself some Kyle Smith, but uh, if we're gonna keep playing times eight, are changing. Yeah, and if you're gonna keep playing a right back that pushes up, I'm not even mad at Oscar for that. I think it's a good tactical move. You get one more player into the midfield, and if Dan is willing to start at right back and then come back and do his defensive duties, and he does it well, I'm not <laughs> mad at that. But you just got to make the choice to do that and not then not keep starting Kyle at right back and bringing Dagger Dan on. There's just no good that comes out of starting Kyle and then bringing Dan on at half. Yeah, but there, even if you're worried about Dan defensively, there are so many ways to combat that tactically mm-hmm. that you can make those adjustments. Like... Trent Alexander-Arnold gets cooked on a regular basis, so they make those adjustments so that way he's not having to sprint back and then get cooked for them to allow a goal to go in. No, so he just gets cooked while he's out there. Yeah, I mean, no matter what, the dude can't defend. Like, there's no way Like, no bullshit here. Dan's a better defender than Trent. Yeah, probably. Very good possible. Well, Dan's also going up against lesser competition, but I I could skim Trent. (laughs) It's not hard. Sunny, okay. isn't it? <laughs> um, so we started speaking about Kyle and Santos game. Three uh, two win. No need for penalties. No need to keep our record a hundred percent in penalty shootout. Wilder Cartagena in the ninety second minute. Not a name. I don't think any of us would be expecting to no, say. What a fucking finish! Goal. What a yeah. fucking finish! The ball by Caesar. Fantastic. That's oh. the second time those two have linked up, right? For. Yeah. A quality goal? Yeah, I think it was the other way around, right? No, because no, remember, I remember it was a ball that Caesar played that we were giving him his flowers for that we said it was after a game that he was shit. I want to say it was a, a big win for us. This is going to piss me off. But mm. those two have a great connection in the middle. Yeah. No, it's definitely, it's definitely grown to be something – Poppy moving to that double double pivot and allowing them to work with each other. One mm-hmm. get forward, one stay back. You know, finding their spaces. It's worked really well. I mean, yeah, what a fucking finish for him to be able to take that on on a hop and slide it underneath the keeper like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even think he knew what he was doing, but he uh, just had that goal. Here? Yeah. yeah, he just had that goal goal scoring instinct. You know what I mean? And found the back of the net. Love his uh, the comment after the match, though, talking about, like, these are the type of things that you dream of being able to do. Mm-hmm. Like, kid, put, yeah. you put, your, put your team through, do something for the club, do something for the fans. So Scoring a last-minute goal is one hell of a way to do that. Absolutely. So, I mean, that double pivot of Caesar and Wielder now might start having – I mean, Caesar 50-50 sometimes. But when Caesar's on and when Wielder's on, possibly – the best midfield pairing mm-hmm. in the league. Am I going too far with that? 
I mean, I can't on think their of, day. No. Yeah, I was gonna say on like you said when they're they're both on their on the on it. It's class. Yeah, there's nobody. So are we good talking about Santos move into all the way around Houston? Yeah. Done with wait, what? Oh, the, we did we did both. Yeah, we heard top two, bottom one aggregate of the two games. We're just go, we're going like two seconds on Santos. Well, I mean, what else are we gonna? Oh, can I give Cara his flowers for his holdup play on that third goal? I, th- I thought we were. Oh yeah, we did for the pen. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. We well. At least I can say that I've given that man a lot of shit. You said he did well uh, with the pen against Houston. He did. Fair play. (laughs) I think it was the day before the match. I was literally watching the B-roll from training. And he was trying this little back heel flick. Like, you got to be kidding me. He's doing this shit in training, too. And then he comes out. He gets, like, 12 minutes of play. And does the same flicks three or four times, I will say. Yes. But... When, the, when it came down to it. He held the ball up, gave a simple pass, and then that pass ended up being an assist. I believe it was straight to Caesar. It was Carter to Caesar. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And then Caesar put the ball into the box, a beautiful ball, and then Wielder had the finish. So, <laughs> like, I just don't know why Carter can't see, hey, little simple hold up with a pass, and then it creates something that can work instead of trying these fancy flicks. And if he can learn that, I still want Duncan to be a starter, but I'm not going to be mad seeing Cara come in in the 60, 65th, 70th minute instead of 80, 82, whatever it is. Yeah. Because if he can learn that and we just need a goal and then it's hold up play, pass out, and then he makes a looping back post run or <laughs> Wheeler runs into the box, I, I'm not going to be mad at him. But it's just something that I hope he learns and the coaching staff can drill into his mind. Yeah. It's kind of like the... The age-old additive, I think that's the, the the saying. But like doing so many thing or doing the same thing so many times and expecting a different result is insanity. Yep. Him trying those flicks over and over again, it's fucking insane. What happens when he simplifies play and plays in himself? Good things happen. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, what? What does not connect with him? when he simplifies the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I mean, no, no. There's just, it's him. You know what I mean? Like, he's just got to figure it out. It, it just comes down to that. There's no, only people can tell him so many times, but he's got to figure out that simplifying his game and making the right decisions and playing quality balls or getting in the right spaces, mm-hmm. making the run at the right time, it's simplifying your game, bud. You're not gonna back heel flick, wrap around defender bullshit, bud. Of it's just not gonna. Yeah. Shop. It's not you, bud. <laughs> it came off once against uh, Miami to Ojeda, I believe it was. Well, it was just yeah. a little flick. But yeah, that was probably like, the simplest way to try. Himself in the foot so many times by trying that, it just doesn't work. Well, do top two, bottom one. Uh, I was just doing it combined from each match. Sure. From both matches combined. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give somebody else their flowers from Santos. Like the game. Fucking Mauricio Perea. Fucking banger. Oh, fair. Fair. I said it today before the game. I've cashed in on my Mo Banger a couple times this season. But I had a feeling about that game. 
It's, it's here. <laughs> I said, this is it. Mo, Mo Banger. I'm cashing in on it today. It'll be his one for this year. He's not going to score again this year. We already know this, but... It happened. <sighs> what a goal. Pretty. When <laughs> we were in the stadium watching it, I really thought the man was on top of the six-yard box and he just roofed it because I can remember you. He was like, I just cashed on my Mo Banger. I'm like, was he like six yards out? No. And then I saw the replay and I was like, that's definitely not six yards out. So fair. No, it, it caught me off guard because you were over there by fucking um, Bryce on the other side, and it caught me off guard. And I was like, "It's happened, Dave. Like, <laughs> fucking told you, bro. I, we literally just talked about this. Yeah, what a goal. He's got so much class when he's able to get a hold of the ball correctly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, his passing range, his ability to play the ball in spaces and clearly score ridiculous goals for once every what are we like 30 34 game season 36 game season <laughs> something like that in the uh, big damn. moments it happens but like that's <clears throat> what you need your captain to do in games like that though you know he's got to step up and those your captain is supposed to be composed and that person that's been here done that type of thing so in these moments you need them to step up and get you that goal mm-hmm. to equalize when you're down for the second time like yeah so props to him top two bottom one sure uh, i mean i feel like we're all gonna agree on the bottom one yeah kyle my vote uh, yeah. yeah that should have been easy to think of actually yeah i feel like everybody else had you know good contributions across both games but he just didn't do enough, and it's not necessarily his fault, like we talked about. So, getting subbed off at halftime, both matches isn't the best look. So, also, I as much as I don't want to do it, I have to give an dishonorable mentions to Pedro for the the effort in the Santos game for their first goal, mm. and then Angulo for just God, his <laughs> final third product has regressed in the past two games. I was going to say, horribly. Like, he has everything leading up to the final pass or the final shot. It gets to that, and it's just, uh, yeah, 99% of the time. inside the 18 and put it 15 rows out in the right side of the wall. Almost hit Laura again? (laughs) That's an unnecessary stray. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't even think he would almost hit Laura. I think she was clear. Oh, no. She was under it. No, she was clear. Everyone was clear (laughs) below the drums. It was anything above that that was, oh, boy. You might have to worry about something now. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, my first top one, Wilder. Um, he had two really strong performances, obviously, capping it with the goal to put us through. But he's looked really good in the past two matches. Yep. Uh, my first one, I'm just going to go straight out of the gate and say Duncan. Two goals, two games. Can't be mad at it. Doing what a striker does. I think he's still, he's maybe still first in goals per minute. Probably. Yeah. So, uh, he's still up there as a rookie. He now has 10 goals on the season in all comps. Two in the League's Cup and eight in the league. Going with two assists in the MLS, so. 12 goal contributions in his rookie season so far. So far, And we're yeah. only just over halfway through the league. I'm not mad at all. 
and only playing what under a thousand minutes still. I think so. Compared to the rest of the league, it's unprecedented for us. Uh, No, it isn't unprecedented. We've got Kyle Lahren and Daryl DK, so. At this rate, though. Yeah, I think I said it during the game, too. I think he's probably got to have a better goals-to-minute ratio than Daryl at Mm -hmm. this point. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Well, I'll just do my other top one because that's who it is, is Duncan for me, scoring in both matches. Everything you said, I agree. So, Duncan and Wilder, and Duncan, and you haven't done one yet, so no. Um, I'm gonna go Duncan as well. Right, two goals in two games, fucking huge. Doing what a striker should do. Simple. Yeah. Um, I'm having a hard time picking a second one. There's a lot of honorable mentions. I feel like there are. Uh, I gave. Robin, his flowers earlier, and I'm just going to stick with that. Uh, I want to go take my sunshine kit to the team shop and get a name printed on the back, but I'm having a hard time choosing between Duncan and and Robin. It's, and those are my top two. So it literally shows. The, the Viking kit the when shirt. it came out. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going with Robin. There are a lot of honorable mentions, um, but you can do your top two, your second top. Top two, second, top, top second. English is not Englishing today. I feel the same way. No, it isn't. Um. Damn. I really don't know. <laughs> like, there's, there's someone I have in mind. There's two people, but one is getting an honorable mention. I'm just going to go ahead, give my honorable mention to Dan. Um, we, I feel like we... We looked like a different team when he's on the pitch compared to Kyle the past two games. He just gives so much assurance on the ball. He gives me confidence defending, too. Um, I feel like he's had a really good performances as of late. Um, my second top two is going to be Wilder, plain and simple. Yeah, fair. I can't be mad at Wilder. It's just 28 going on 29. Got him in his prime, transferred him here in his prime, and he's found his form. Because last year, I think we were all saying, like, yeah, yeah, good rotation. Good, good rotation to have. But now it's start, it's, start, it's start, 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 start. Yeah. And it's consistency, right? He's. I feel like he's continually climbing yep. the chain, his performances. Where Caesar, if it's really up and down, he's always a nice steady to have. It is good for Caesar to now have a midfield partner that he's found – uh, chemistry with, mm-hmm. but is also older and more experienced, so he can get that. And it's not Mo, who's in a more uh, more forward position. It's Wielder, who's basically playing the same position and pivoting in and out. So, if there's a mentor for Caesar to have right now, I'm glad it's Cardenia because they're killing it together. Yeah, well, they're going to have to kill it on Wednesday. <sighs> yep. So, our midfield period is going to be tested. The starters, the depth, everybody is going to be tested on Wednesday. Um, uh, we haven't really talked about it on the pod, but Miami went and did the thing. They signed Lionel Messi. And Busquets. And, and they went and did the other thing yeah, and signed Busquets. Sorry, Fort Lauderdale. Then they did the other thing and signed Jordi Alba. And then they did the other thing and signed a 28-year-old Uruguayan kid that plays in the midfield. 
And then they did the other thing and signed a the Colombian kid. And an Argentinian kid. Yeah. I don't even know about the Colombian. Uh, nah, I... You're just making it up. Yeah, no, there's actually... The, the Argentinian... Facundo. Yeah. Facundo Farias, I think it is. Well, so... And apparently they're doing all this within financial fair play. Oh, Which is what everybody says. Yeah. But they got so, six DPs listed on the website. Bullshit. Sorry, how many DPs are you allowed to have? Can you answer that for me? Um, if you're them, as many as you want. But if, if it's Orlando City, how many DPs? Oh, none. You're not allowed to have any. We're just lucky that mm. we have our three. Mm. But Miami can have... Fort Lauderdale can have six. Double the amount listed on their website. And they can sign Blaze McSweeney and have four one season. Get reprimanded for it. And then say, yeah, we're going to discipline you. But the discipline never follows through. Because oh, they're yeah, still no, signing you're, the GOAT. Your, your discipline is you get to have Lionel Messi. No. So... From what I've gathered from watching that game against Atlanta is Atlanta wasn't as bad as the score. Well, no, Atlanta was as bad as their the scoreline looked. But Miami was not as good as their scoreline looked. Messi was as good as you expect Messi to be. Busquets. And you you give Busquets any time on the ball. He's funny, Messi. Yes. <laughs> like So Atlanta was awful, but Miami wasn't. You know, you take those two people out of that. You take Busquets and you take Messi out of that starting lineup. They go straight back three one. Us yes. with us or with them out of the lineup. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're going straight back to being shit <laughs> bottom of the table. Well, a problem for us is going to be stopping those two. Stopping the inevitable. And I get well. So. Clarify that. Let's. I don't know if either one of you know. Jordi Alba now officially joined. Is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is he allowed to play in this next round? I don't. I don't think know so. because we signed Junior back, That's, and with all the paperwork and whatever, he hasn't been in the squad. So there's no way well, Alba can get in unless some sneaky shit's going on. Unless all his paperwork came through faster. Juniors came in twelve hours after the deadline. So he missed the deadline by 12 hours. So it depends on whatever. Well, Alba's is what's the deadline for that shit? Well, we, whenever. Yeah. I That's mean, what I'm saying. There's some sneaky shit going on if he's allowed to play. But I don't know. I'm I'm <clears throat> a little less worried about him. I'm not going to lie. Like, there's still all that class there. But. Jordi Alba? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a little bit older. He's a little less fit than. He's younger than Messi. I think. Yeah, but he's a little less fit than Messi. He's a little less fit than Busquets. And what he's going to have to go up against is an Angulo who's going to be charged and ready to go. Who has... Mm, no. He'd be going up side. against Facundo. He's a left back. That's right. Playing the right I back. fucked that up. You're so no, no, well, they do switch sometimes. Either way. So, I don't think he starts this match anyway, even if he just signed with the team. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to take time. But it's... Really going to come down to Oscar versus Tata. It comes down to Oscar figuring out how the <clears> hell you stop Messi and Busquets. Because Tata can just go out there and say, give the ball to Busquets, and then Busquets give it to Messi. And then they win. But if Oscar can figure out a way to let Busquets not have time on the ball, then that takes that part of the game. And then you just got to figure out how to stop the goat, which I don't think you can. You just can't. Down. You you can't allow him to have 
as many opportunities as you can. You know what I mean? He's going. He's Lionel Messi. There's no he's, stopping him. He's going to have opportunities, but you have to limit the amount that he's going to get. You can't give him clear cut chances like he had against Atlanta. You can't give up. You give up the stupid free kick at the edges of the box like he had against Cruz Azul. Like you have to be disciplined in your game for the full ninety minutes mm-hmm. because as soon as he comes off and you think it's all over, that's when they're gonna. That's when they can really be dangerous with Josef Martinez still being on the field. You know what I mean? One of the top goal scorers in the MLS. You let him get a clear-cut opportunity on goal. Whatever happened to Campania? He's still getting in the rotation and stuff like that, so that's huge depth to have coming off the bench. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're really going to be tested, and when I spoke about the depth earlier, I really – so Junior can play this next round, correct? I have no idea. Don't have the paperwork gone through. Well, it went through, but it was like 12 hours too late. But I thought that was just for the group stage. I think I thought he could come through now. Uh, if I find it, I'll let you know, but if you want to keep going. But I think this is a game that would be huge to have him in the squad. Because, yes, we want Wilder and Caesar to start, right? But going for a full 90 minutes against Busquets, Messi, running up and down the field... You never know with Cesar, you know what I mean? He could have yeah. one of those games. Having somebody like Junior come into that game who's just that guy that we've always looked to for that composed performance to come in there and just create options to be able to hold up the ball, win those 50-50 battles in the, mid- in the midfield, mm-hmm. I think that would be huge for us to have, you know, the ability to pull him in because if you have to make that midfield switch, who are you putting in? Junior. Not Felipe, right? No, no. You know what I mean, like. So, uh, according to the article on the mainland.com, says once his P1 visa and international transfer certificate go through, he'll be ready and available for selection. With Martino Hayden now, that's basically saying he's wearing number twenty because Ojeda is eleven. So, once is the P1 visa international international transfer certificate go through, he'll be ready and available for selection. So hopefully by Wednesday, all that stuff's sorted and he's able to... At least be on the bench. Just be in the squad. he would start for us. Absolutely not. Like you say. No, but... I feel like that's... We need the energy from Wilder, from um, Caesar, from Angulo, from Duncan. That's the only way (coughs) I can stifle Busquets and Messi by not giving them time on the ball. Yeah, and that's why you need, like I said, you need to have that depth too because asking them to go like that for a full 90 minutes, you're going to start to see that fatigue creep into the game. You're going to start to see that drop off, and that's not something we can have. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, Kara, you've stepped it up. You've started to earn more respect, and I feel like you deserve more minutes. Nothing. But in a game like this, it's got to be Enrique because you need to have somebody up top that's still going to press, still going to be able to move. Okay, maybe we end up seeing both of them come on. Probably. Because it's going to be the same thing. Miami's on seven days rest. We're on three. Yeah. Six or seven days rest. We're going to be on three. So Duncan's probably not going to go his full 78 or whatever minutes no, it yeah. is. He'll probably come off around the 60th, and then we'll see Enrique and or Clara come on at that point, and then one of them like 10 minutes later. So if we see both of them, then that's something Ojeda might come on, bring some energy. Um, well, that's was something I was going to say. I 
almost want to see him come in earlier rather than later. Ojeda. Like, I want Mo to start because we need that solidarity in the midfield. We need somebody with that composure, composure. just at the beginning of the game. Yeah. But I think Ojeda obviously brings way more creativity to us and we can stretch. Like, we've seen Busquets be exposed with the pace of the MLS a couple of times, getting caught on the ball, giving the ball away stupidly, making bad passes. So we know that Mo can press, but we also know that Ojeda is more athletic. Mm-hmm. But is he willing to do the dirty work? It's gonna have to be. If you want, yeah. If you want to beat Miami, you have to. Maybe when when you lose the ball and you need to press, then you have Angulo tuck in and press, and then Ojeda go out wide because he can still play on that left channel, mm-hmm. and Angulo can press in the middle. So that's where you leave yourself exposed to Messi, though. So you have to be careful with that. You're always exposed to Messi. That's... It's it's going to be a tactical battle for Oscar Pereira and his coaching staff. They have to set the team up for success. This is not one of those games where it's like, yeah, you just go out there and do your thing. Like you, you, you This can't. is something you can't plan like three days in advance. You have to have had a game plan since you knew Messi and all of them were coming to Miami. Yeah. I thought I had until September 24th to mentally prepare to play against the GOAT, but here we are two matches later after he signs and thrown right into the line. Well, not even the Lions then. then Shitty-ass stadium doesn't deserve Flamingo. to be cool. Also, fuck them for $150 tickets in that yeah. shitty-ass stadium. Yeah, your little Flamingo patch over there isn't cool. How are you charging $150 for away tickets? Only 100 You said 50-50 per supporter group. I think that's what I heard. Uh, and it's $150 each. You're pricing out your own fans. You're yeah, not pricing out away fans. What are you like? I get Messi's a big attraction, but what in that stadium is worth $150? The trailer, the, the bathroom, bathroom trailers outside the stadium. No, fucking your own fans don't even want to go to your shit fucking stadium for that price. Uh, like, it's so poor from Dr- Dr- Gregory Moss. He's Gregory, not, he's not Jorge Moss anymore. He's Gregory. Fuck that guy. That guy is. Such a clown. Like, I don't like Beckham, but I really don't like that guy. I really don't fucking like that guy. And I didn't even know who the fuck he was until fucking Messi shows up. Yeah. Dickhead. All- That's all I see now is his ugly ass fucking... <laughs> also, can we talk about the, the drop-off in fans once Messi comes off? <sighs> Pouring down the stairs. Can we get uh, like absolutely. can we get Orlando City tickets for like after Messi gets subbed off <laughs> for like Post the last minutes. 25, 30 yeah. minutes? Just gotta stand for all the empty seats that are there. I'll be fine. Yeah, just trade a ticket. Have them transfer it on your phone and I mean, you walk in. They put everything over the loudspeakers anyway, so I'm you'll, sure you you'll be able it. to hear everything. Yeah, yeah that's true. So, you'll feel like the atmosphere is probably better outside, outside the stadium maybe. than yeah. inside. Yeah, everybody looked like they had more fun at the tailgates than at the actual that's game true. when we were there. Yeah. That's also because they sucked so bad then. <laughs> you see the video of the uh, the leader of the supporters group that's just for Messi. He got into a fight outside the stadium with other Miami fans. Or Fort Lauderdale fans. Bro, they have a Messi supporter supporters group? group. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are they charging them 250 bucks to get into that, that one too? fucking knows? You, you know that's the biggest scam in Miami? Like, yeah, they got, they got Messi <clears throat> and all those guys. And we don't know how the fuck they did it. But how the fuck do they have dumbass supporters that are paying $250, $350 to be a part of 
Vice City and fucking whatever their other... How... La Familia, I think. What are you doing? Well, that's more than your season tickets were. Yeah. You paid, what, 12 bucks to get all fucking 34 games? <laughs> and you think $400 is reasonable for a supporters group? For what, your printed TIFO that you guys have had one for fucking three years? What are you getting out of that? If you buy a t-shirt, you're a part of the ILF. You, you pay a one-time fee and you're part of the ruckus. It is $300 a year to be a part of the biggest fraud of an organization. That yep. is crazy. I'm sorry. That's the biggest scam in, in all of Fort Lauderdale. You got to do that per year, too? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. It's a yearly membership, man. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I'd be good. No. Couldn't, could never work anywhere else. And I feel like they probably only have like eight people that are actually a part of their... That's why the price has got to be so high. So, because they only get four people to show up a game. <laughs> and then the rest is covered up by the print of TIFO. That makes sense. Well, Beckham's like, you got to charge 300 bucks because that covers the seats. <laughs> that you cover up with your shitty ass printed TIFO. Uh, there we go. Figured oh, it out. Fucking Beckham bought him the printed TIFO too. He was like, <laughs> I don't want all you hooligans in here. <laughs> oh, the joke. Oh, joke of an organization. But they <laughs> landed the GOAT, and it's going to be a tough match on Wednesday. No way, no way around it. I mean, and there's a little extra spice in this one from whatever one of our dumbasses went down there and. Did that shit. Yeah. You, you fucking dumb. That was something. Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? Uh, it? We didn't need this. They already have the goat. They don't need any extra motivation, bro. It's just adding fuel to the fire. Yeah. And now I mean, it's going to fucking boil over. Yeah. We're going to have to prepare for a atrociously called match, too. Because it's always Orlando versus everybody, but now they have Messi, and it is literally, you touch him, he goes down, it's a foul. doesn't matter how, like, it's a foul. It's like LeBron in the NBA. And Messi goes yeah. down, it's a foul. Plus a yellow, can't yeah. forget that. Well, it depends on how hard you hit him. If you actually make contact, you might get a yellow. If you just walk by him. You get a Damn. stern talking to. Yeah, you got your first warning. Straight to a yellow after that. So... It's going to be frustrating, tough match on, on Wednesday, but I do have faith Florida will be purple for forever. Yeah. You heard it here first. Miami's never beating Orlando ever again. There goes everything we just built. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done. No, you can't, can't ever say that, obviously. I was just making fun of the kid that uh, mm -hmm. came over. Mm -hmm. But do you want to do scoreline predictions or are we just? I don't know if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this makes it shambles right now. It's just in pain. It hasn't even We're happened. What four four nil Orlando? Messi, Cara hat trick. It keeps getting worse for you. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> 
Uh, start making it more and more outlandish. And Google learns how to finish. Yeah, oh, you could say call a hat trick. But, you know, Angulo finishing, that's a bit too much now. Let's 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 start being a little more realistic. Just gonna go faithful 2 2. Extra time, nothing, pens. We continue the streak. Do we go to extra time or is it just a fucking straight oh, shoot? I don't, I don't know. Think I don't know. This whole shit is. Never mind. No extra time. Straight to pens. We continue the streak. Oh. I think it is. But I, who knows? Whatever your fucking. Whoever came up with this idea, get there. Get your shit together. Um. Pretty much exactly what, what I was gonna say. I don't think it. I, I think I don't think either team comes away with a, a win in regulation. Messi may have a brace, but I think that we're gonna get our goals, and I think that it's gonna be a hard fought game. It's gonna be hard fought, that's for sure. Um, I'm saying three two win, back to back. Or Another Wielder uh, game winner. Oh no! He said no, it's Car for his third. Oh, Car hat trick. That's right. No, no all that's... three, all three goals within the last twelve minutes of the game that he, he's on. <laughs> no, I'm saying a Duncan double, and let's say <coughs> Dan gets on the score sheet for I, the winner. I like that. I like the sound of that. When he comes on at halftime for Kyle Smith, who inevitably yep. starts it right back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if he starts it right back and Jordi Alba plays then maybe he'll have a little more of a chance because the guy's going to make one run and he's going to be gassed. It's going to be like Al running up the pitch. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, <only> halfway. <laughs> well, if you like what you heard here, make sure that you hit that like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, Want to give a special shout-out to our sponsor of today's episode, Bet Online. Make sure that you use that code BELIEVE. For your 50% welcome bonus, um, check us out on Twitter at OCFanTV, or I'm sorry, X at OCFanTV. <laughs> X. Oh, what a shambles. Uh, Instagram at OCFanTV, X at OCFanTV22. <laughs> um, TikTok, OCFanTV. Facebook, Orlando City Fan TV. Um, if you're listening to us, Threads. oh, Threads is dead, bud. <laughs> we just got two followers today. Hey, uh, Threads is dead. Is Threads is dead, but huh? How many does that make? Like 160 something. Thread, yeah, Threads is dead. Yeah, it's pretty close. <laughs> but we're on Threads. If you're on Threads, uh, Orlando City Fan TV or OC Fan TV, I'm not sure which one it is, but uh, it's one of them. OC Fan TV is the same as Instagram. Uh, just join MySpace. You know, bring it back. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to us, then you obviously got the episode posted. So good job, Zach. Woo-hoo. If you're watching us, then you already know what to do. <laughs> this man's a shambles. Uh, Let's see if you can get it just off that. Five, zero, zero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that. Um, we're trying to reach 500 by the end of... 500 what? followers or subscribers yeah sorry youtube 500 youtube subscribers by the end of the season this is the longest dump throw of all time <laughs> yeah uh, it's been a minute since i've been doing it so uh 500 followers on youtube by the end of the season so make it happen make sure you share all of our content um check out our patreon and fuck miami who <laughs> <laughs>